Welcome to the second season of the Make the Future podcast. I'm your host, Jacques Beauvais, Dean of the Faculty of Engineering at the University of Ottawa. Join us as we have conversations with different thought leaders about current issues facing the engineering industry. Let's explore the future of technology and innovation and how, through creativity and collaboration, we can make the future. They say the future is coming, but that's not true. The future is already here. And it's relentless. It's not going to wait for you to catch up. How will we live in this future? How will we make sense of it? To define our course, we need a new perspective. One that engages our curiosity, that activates our imagination, one that defies the conventional. To own the future, we need to do more than just see it. We need to make it. Today I'm joined by our guest host, Jamie Petten, who's the president and executive director of the Canada North Business Association. Our two guests today are Patrick Ferris, the General Counsel and Corporate Secretary at KRP Properties, a company who leases and develops commercial real estate in Kanana North, as well as Jenna Suds, the Ottawa City Councillor for Kanana North Ward 4, who is also here to discuss the direction in which Kanana North will be going over the next 10 years. I think we have great technology park today. We say it's the largest Canada's technology largest park in technology Canada. Park. We try to say it a lot more loudly than we used to because yeah. And I think it's having an effect because yeah. I'm hearing Ottawa pop yeah. up an awful lot more in the discussions Canada-wide right now. So what did you? What did we do well? Mm -hmm. I think we look back in the '80s and '90s. You know, tech was it was not as mature as it is today, but it was in its infancy compared to what it is today. And what happened? We had a concentration of sort of the, some big tech like Nortel and and BNR and the others, and so everything was very concentrated. But we had a very large amount of highly educated technical people. Mm -hmm. And then in the big fear when Nortel collapsed in 2000 and early 2000, the big fear was that there goes Technoauto because as you know, it was known then as uh, uh, Silicon Valley North. And, uh, and, and people were proud of that image. And then Nortel collapsed for various reasons. But the big fear was that that's it for tech, it we're gonna be it's going to be a big diaspora of engineers and other technical people. That really didn't happen because all those very technical people stayed in Ottawa and for many reasons because there's other opportunities. Some went to government, but others stayed primarily because Ottawa was a nice place to live. And all those people that basically were victims of the Nortel collapse and, and the associated companies stayed on because all that intellectual horsepower was still here. Mm -hmm. And instead of having two or three big large corporations, they all spread out and create all these multitude of small tech startups, some of which are quite large now. Right. Yeah. And where are we going now? In the park, I'd suggest we still, obviously we still have a very strong telecom presence, um, but beyond that, uh, we've seen a tremendous amount of activity growing around the autonomous technology side, and autonomous vehicles. Uh, software as a service, of course, has, has grown tremendously. Uh, an interesting cannabis sector that's bubbling up here as well. It's, it's that breadth, I think, that's really kind of, it's given us more stability, 
But it's also, I think, given talent this diversity of choice. With that diversity we've seen the past 20 years in Canada and North, it's, it's, much, more, it's much more complex economy. Mm-hmm. So it's not just one or two. Yeah. It's not a three-legged stool anymore, my words. It's a multifaceted uh, economy. So there's strength in, in all over in different sectors of technology. And that gives us strength because if one collapses, if we lose a small employer, yes, it's, it's, it's not good to do that. But that just, that's a sign of a maturing economic zone in technology. And I think that's really our strength now. We've kind of hit that critical mass where in the future, that gives us confidence that, you know, to go forward, we don't have to worry about what happens if there's a failure because there's multiple uh, different industries out here and technologies that will take up the slack. And those people that are trained in a, in a, in a decline technology can easily migrate with some training, of course, uh, with the assistance of UBO and other, other post-secondary educations to transform into new economies. And that's really what we've seen what happened to the, the old Nortel stock employees. Even though we had a lot of international students for a long time now, there's 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 an even more there's an explosion in the number of international students. Do you mm-hmm. see it in the park? Do you see that diversity? Do you see some internationalization? Absolutely. Absolutely, I would agree. I yeah. mean, hands down. I work for the, the largest tenant park, KRP Properties, and I see it every day as I walk yeah. through our building, and people speaking multiple languages that I don't understand on their cell phones. Yeah. And it's 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 really become international it's and, and more cosmopolitan as a mm-hmm. result of it because mm-hmm. we literacy at the grad level just for our faculty in engineering it's around 40 percent increase in applications from international students wow. every year mm-hmm. what are the challenges facing us going forward to having um to growing even further because i think there's lots of space left mm-hmm. we can do more we're not at the limit we're not, are we bursting at the seams right well, now? Well, we, we, we're, we're certainly not at the limit. We have the ability to basically triple the size of our park alone that uh, KRP Properties is in from a building point of view. Are we at our limit? No, I think there, there's some pinch points and we've discussed that with our business association as part of our strategy going forward. One of them is finding talent. That's mm-hmm. a big problem that all the employees here are finding. And the second issue, which is sort of the canary in the, the, coal, the uh, coal mine is, is transit. Mm. Transit is a big issue. And it's, it used to be we thought it was just us internally that saw it, but then now we're seeing not only with tenants, but people that want to locate here, mm. the issue becoming with transit. And that's something that is going to be a multifaceted approach by not only the um, property owners and the companies with their employees, but also with the contingent government departments like the city and the province to actually solve this problem. I, I would actually go further than just saying transit, I would say infrastructure, mm-hmm. right? Because not point. everyone is getting on a bus and frankly, most people aren't, uh, but it is, um, it is our road infrastructure. It is uh, also to a certain extent as well, the social, the social infrastructure that kind of comes with a growing community and making sure that um, those supports are there and um, the amenities that, that people want to have at their disposal within not only their community, but their, their work, environment. Uh, work environment as well. That's a good point. And, you know, and, and part and parcel with transit is, is not everybody wants to take transit. Some people want to live here. 
and housing is a big component of it in all mm -hmm. different types of housing yeah. from single family to multi-dwelling to apartments for yeah. young tech workers they want a place to live but yet they still want that community and and I think Canada North if we look back I, I can remember back in the 70s going home to my hometown this used to be part of Highway 17 March Road <laughs> going home and there was a little little building off to the side which is my tell and then of course it grew like mushrooms growing the dirt. So it's, it's matured a lot. And the thing is, you know, I think many people think, well, why aren't we like downtown? But it takes a long time for a community to actually mature and get all the, the amenities that go along with a mature place, like, a, like good marketplaces, you know, housing, mm -hmm. places where people can walk and a place where people can not only work, but also live. And, and live is, 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 a, is a broad definition. It's like, are you part of that community? And I think, that's coming in Canada North. We're starting to see it now with a more development of recreational centers, more recreational trails, mm -hmm. and more things for people to do in the evening. We probably all know 20 to 25-year-olds who don't even have a driver's permit, mm -hmm. have no intent that, intention mm -hmm. of getting a driver's permit. So even that notion, how yeah. do we solve the infrastructure issue, the question itself is going to evolve very yes. quickly in the coming years. It has years. to. And I, I think that's a good point because, you know, in, in speaking with that generation, I, I guess I'm putting myself in another generation, I'll <laughs> say that, which uh, being a father and I guess in my middle age, I can say that. But I think in, in speaking with them is that they want something that's easily commutable to or basically they can walk, walk to. Yeah. They want to be in their community. Can I ask you to paint a picture in words of what Canada North is like in the sense that you know, many of the students who are listening to us, their mm -hmm. parents, they may not have driven around here. Mm -hmm. I said driven, but uh, who have wandered around here. I mean, the sense that you get when you just drive down March Roll, it's all the company buildings. Mm -hmm. Where, how does it fit into the, where the houses are, where the mm -hmm. residential area? Can you paint a picture of Canada North, the technology park and its surrounding in words? There's a very uh, prominent presence from a technology and a business perspective but it is surrounded by neighborhoods mm -hmm. and neighborhoods that are very connected to nature and I think the, the technology park in it of itself as well has really strong connection to the environment as well and that permeates throughout Canada North whether it's the South Much Highlands um, the Trillium Woods, like we have the Cup River, we have a tremendous amount of nature right at our doorstep. The fact that, you know, there are great places to eat mm -hmm. and good places to grab a drink after work or, you know, a coffee shop to just, you know, sit down and get some good work done. Um, the lifestyle elements that exist just within your day to day work, that all exists here yeah. in Canada North. And then in addition to that, you know, the quality of the lifestyle of living in Ottawa in general mm -hmm. is bar none. We want to keep our students here working in Canada North, absolutely. But what are the opportunities for them if they're here working in careers here in Canada North to experience the world, right? Yeah. Our companies have global reach. Mm -hmm. So I think all of those elements are what are you know important and what we're conveying and communicating to students. And also to those that are at the mid-stage and late stages of their career as well. Why, why leave San Francisco or even you know Toronto or Waterloo and come back to Ottawa or come to Ottawa for the first time? What's, what is that 
um, career development opportunity that is competitive to mm -hmm. what exists elsewhere, um, and how does that balance against you know what the if overall lifestyle offers as well? Yeah, so that makes a lot of sense. And yeah, I guess it's for the things you need around your workplace. They're all here. Yes. Yeah. So, like you said, you can go to lunch, you can go for coffee, yeah. you can go for a good dinner after. Yeah. So everything you need around your work day is here. Mm -hmm. And I guess in a way, and I'll, I'll never say that around the counselor, but our issue is still mm. transport, right? Absolutely. We, we need to get. We could solve here. that. Yeah. If we had that LRT between downtown yeah. and Canada North, all of these issues would sort of vanish. Well, it would create a better access. For well, sure. give you more options. And more options. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, when we think about the contrast to Silicon Valley, yeah. the traffic is, you know, 10x worse out yeah, there than know, it is know, here, right? So you, you battle you don't, through. You don't sit in a car for two hours here to you don't, get here. You don't. It's just yeah. the respect to what we're we think to. we're expecting. It sounds terrible, but yeah. it's not. Yeah, yeah. But with everything that you know, that Canada North outputs uh, in terms of our contributions to the city and province and federal, you know, economy, we do need that investment to come mm -hmm. back in mm -hmm. uh, to our infrastructure in order mm -hmm. to continue to maintain growth. Mm -hmm. We date back 50, 60 years here in Canada in terms of industry. And so to the point that we've developed now, it's just amazing what we've been able to do mm -hmm. can you imagine now with you know a greater amount of investment thrown back into our ecosystem just how far we could go so when we think about the demographics of who are going to live near work it's most certainly going to be those um, individuals who are at the point of settling down or growing a family it's true. and you know the, the carp farmers market there's you know yeah. some really nice amenities in that way that we have great i was mentioning brewers and other things mm -hmm. um and so i think you know there's a big fundamental piece of you know why do people want to live and work close to canada north yeah but we also have a whole other part of our talent base that don't necessarily live in canada north but right. choose to work here anyways yeah. And we have that at all kind of spectrums of the talent pool from young, you know, youthful generation all the way through to senior talent. Um, and we were talking about this earlier about, you know, contrasting or comparing to other ecosystems and this example of having shuttles run from, you know, the downtown of San Francisco for young talent who preferred to live in the downtown yeah, yeah. <laughs> down into Palo Alto and, you know, the, the Google and Facebook campuses. Mm -hmm. So they have an hour of a productive drive mm -hmm. uh, that their companies have, you know, provided to them. So they have that balance of being able to have that downtown lifestyle with, you know, some really impactful and meaningful work out in a technology park such as this one. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, and I don't know if you, either of you want to speak more to this, but the balance of serving the needs of all of, you know, our, our different talent at that, the varying stages mm -hmm. that they're at in their careers or their life cycles. Yeah, and I think from a community perspective, um, we're, we're growing tremendously. Mm -hmm. So we have over 10,000 housing units that are going to be built in this coming decade, mm -hmm. and, and many within the next few years. So that in and of itself, 
uh, well, that creates challenges, first of all, but it also creates some really interesting opportunities. And when I'm speaking from a residential development perspective, when I'm speaking with some of these developers, you know, they have identified the opportunity to build a variety of different mm -hmm. um, housing types mm -hmm. because of the demand specifically from the talent working in this technology park. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, some of the, the, the plans that I'm seeing are more trying to accommodate um, you know, the, the younger, uh, skilled generation that's choosing to work here um, because arguably there haven't been a tremendous a diversity in, in housing, but we are seeing um, more apartments come mm -hmm. online, um, some condo options coming online. And that's going to be very important because... It is. While I grew up to want to have my own home with my car mm -hmm. and my driveway and all that, mm -hmm. From a sustainable perspective, that's terrible, right? Mm -hmm. You want to have a higher density living yeah, to, yeah. to be able to save on energy and all that. So so that's very interesting that mm -hmm. we're going to start to have that kind we of are. housing. Yeah, we're yeah. seeing a lot, like um, the, the town center lands along Campo. The density has certainly been happening there. Mm -hmm. um, but there's some new development coming as well, like further up March Road that's, that's quite attractive and I, I think marketed towards... Um, more younger professionals mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. Are those people, the investors, seeing that they should be living here? Is that is that happening, or is that still something we need to work on? Well, I think the the challenge always is: is there enough private equity money to basically invest in these growing companies? And I think it, it's it's better than what it used to be, but for a while it was quite stagnant. It's not where it is, for example, if you're an investor with a tech company in the United States where there's a lot more investment capital out there. It's, it's 10 times the size of Canada. That's understandable. But I think our investment community is probably a little more refined in that they're very selective about what they invest in. Mm -hmm. But uh, there's certainly private equity investors out there. I don't think there's enough government investment in, mm -hmm. in technology that there should be. If we look to our autonomous vehicles ecosystem, it is an amazing example of the collaboration that's happening here. BlackBerry QNX centers, um, you know, that center of excellence. And we have our Ottawa L5 test tracks, both public and private, mm -hmm. that a number of our companies are all contributing into um, in order to, you know, move the yardstick in terms of what kinds of technology we're developing here in Canada North. So, uh, of course, they're all eager to mm -hmm. attract talent into their individual companies, but there's um, an alignment in this cluster that we have mm -hmm. here and that subsector of autonomous and connected vehicles is one but there's a number of others as well Jenny spoke to canopy growth being here we've just had hexo as well move into the park so I think it, there's a magnetic uh, attraction here mm -hmm. around each of those subsectors because a you know you have a center of influence on um, a certain category, then talent are just drawn to this section sector as a result. Um, but B, the ability to uh, do business with one another as well, it happens in the park every day. Mm -hmm. There's, you know, the telecommunications uh, history background that we have here um, that for better or for worse, you know, there were failures there, but it created this senior expertise mm. in our ecosystem. Many of them spun out and were serial entrepreneurs and created QNX. 
um, <laughs> others um, have existed here as mentors and, and have brought up our next generation of, of talent. So anyways, I, I, now I digress, but it's, uh, yeah. I think it's to the point of there, there has to be um, all, all sizes of companies contributing into this ecosystem in order for it to thrive and move faster and faster. If you look at the, some of the big companies, they, they, they were magnets. Mm-hmm. that attract the younger, but it also, I think, in maybe what makes Canada North unique, it's very collegial mm-hmm. amongst all the different companies. There's, there's real cooperation, there's collaboration, sort of there's competition, but I think there's, there's kind of the unwritten understanding that if, if, if I do better, then you're going to do better, and then and there's an opportunity for workers in those industries. Everybody wants to hang on to their employees, certainly, but they know there's opportunities if they, for example, hit their end of their career at a certain company and they're not progressing there's opportunities to move on mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that's not a bad thing because mm-hmm. it, it's kind of a leapfrog approach which gives them uh, the more times you change the better you become mm-hmm. that's right so what do we do over the next 10 years do we do more of what we're we, we've been doing because it's a winning recipe or do we need to do something different I think we, we certainly have a, a proven recipe, but recipes change, and, yeah. and the, the economy changes, and let's not assume that we're successful now, this is always going to be that way, mm-hmm. because you should never sit on your hands and say, this is fine, status quo is good. We should always be engaging and, uh, and uh, trying to improve and, and diversifying, and I think what is going to happen, what's going to drive it, the workforce is changing dramatically, from our generation to more Jamie's and Jenna's and certainly to our children's generation, and how the workforce is changing. And I was reading in uh, uh, one of the papers that uh, our Law Society puts out on the changing workforce, the number of jobs that have changed in the last 20 years from permanent to temporary. Temporary jobs are growing dramatically. And that's gonna change how the workforce sees where they're gonna work. It also changes from the providers of those, wor- those workplaces. Is it going to still be the large footprints that uh, typically companies want, there's going to be smaller footprints where they basically were going to co-locate and have sort of temporary working space and, and shared, shared office space. That's probably going to happen in the future to accommodate how that technology and then how the workforce can change. I think, I mean, we have to be cognizant of, you know, who knows, who can predict where we'll be in 10 years from a technology standpoint mm-hmm. as well as you know we see how quickly things can change today that pace of change is only accelerating so you know i think that we do have a recipe for success for sure in the park um but we continue to need to uh, be responsive Mm -hmm. but also to try and and uh, not only keep pace with change but um be on the edge of it so, you know, I think, um, you know, the Business Association has, has a great a reputation for working really closely with companies here. And I think that's part of the success mm-hmm. by working closely, by learning what, um, what is cutting edge and being able to strategize and plan for that. Mm-hmm. I think it's helped the park evolve. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that's really what, what sets us up for success. It's one of the things I remember hearing a while ago. I've heard it more than once, but we always overestimate what we'll be able to accomplish in the next year, mm-hmm. but we always totally underestimate what we can do over 10 years. <laughs> so I know it's a really hard question. 
Um, but it's not just the economy. I think the entire world is going to be different sure. 10 years from now. Absolutely. And, and, mm -hmm. and there are challenges that I'm seeing, as much as I said earlier that we're, Ottawa is being very attractive to international students right now. We're seeing it. it it's incredible the increase every year. Mm -hmm. And I'm seeing it again now, just in the early phases of uh, people, uh, young people applying to come, it's increased even more again this mm -hmm. year. But that can change overnight. Absolutely. Uh, we're very sensitive to um, even where the students are coming from. We've seen a flip in the last two years where the number one uh, country of origin of our international students was China, mm -hmm. and now it's flipped over to India, mm -hmm. dramatically so. And, and there are challenges there because it means whatever happens in the UK can affect our attractiveness for now our number one country of origin of students because they have a natural affinity to go there. Mm -hmm. Things can, cha can change also dramatically in our southern neighbors. Right now, we are seeing that shift. Young people yeah. want to come from Canada from international, but we're also vulnerable in that point. In that, yeah. we're paying very close attention, but it can change dramatically. And those young people are super important to become the employees and the companies that want to grow in the party. You know, there's mm -hmm. seed investment happening in companies here at Elspar. There's also major M&A activity happening in our, our larger companies. Yeah. Um, and everything in between, companies going public on the TSX, you know, and so how do we um, continue to engage that aspect within the park as well? I, I think going, looking forward, you know, if I had a crystal ball 10 years ahead, and I think by that time I'll probably retire, but I'm not guaranteeing it. <laughs> I'm involved in some aspect. But I think the world's in, a, in turmoil right now politically, and uh, there's a big shift to the right, and business doesn't like turmoil, they like stability and consistency. And I think that's one of the big advantages that Canada has as a whole and that and reflects on, on Canada North. So I think into the future, it's a good it's a good placeholder if you can say, listen, you can come here, you can bring all your, your talent here, you can basically move here for your job. It's a safe place to live, grow and work. Whereas, yes, there may be cheaper places to, to set up your business, but are you gonna have a stable workforce? So the continuity is very important to, to if you're going to plan 10 years ahead. Mm -hmm. You know, are we going to have a revolution 10 years in Canada? No, we're not. Mm -hmm. Notwithstanding political, you know, uh, we'll have issues that we change, have right now. Yeah. So I think that's very important. So I think from a, if I was a if I was a, a planner for a big corporation, this is a safe place to put it. This is a safe place to attract people here. People want to attract for that reason because people want stability and safety. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think. And then if all the other parts come together, then you've got all the right mix for success in the future. It doesn't mean you're not going to have economic problems because we're all subject to the ups and downs of the economy. Mm -hmm. But at least, at least it leaves you that much more adaptable and you can change quickly. It's, I think we all sense it. When you go to Canada, there's a vibe here. Mm -hmm. And you, you can't put your finger on it, but there's a feeling it just it, it feels successful. <laughs> it just does, and it, and that's very motivating. And it's 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 a great catalyst for propelling your learning, but also for companies. And I think that's why a lot of uh, young companies come here because there's by there's a term called economics association, but there's also economics by technology. Mm -hmm. So you feed off that, and it kind of builds and it creates that that vibe to make it a very dynamic place. And when you're dynamic, things change quickly, and you can adapt quickly. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a big. Benefit for Canada North, and that, that's what's in its favor going forward for the next 10 15 years. It is dynamic because it allows that ability to shift very quickly. So, thank you very much for.
to both of you for yes. being our guests, to you, Jamie, you. for it's being here today. Pleasure. It's been interesting. I hope we can contribute to keep on spreading the word, mm -hmm. keeping some of our people here, more of them, and attracting more and more as, uh, as we spread that word. I want to thank you all for tuning in on this episode of the Make the Future podcast. I hope you enjoyed the conversation and that you learned as much as I did. Don't forget to follow or subscribe to the podcast to make sure you don't miss the next episode. I would also like to really thank our guests and the podcast production team. Carl Bournes, Valérie Sanson, Karen Massey, and Francis Bertrand Lafrenière. And I really hope you can join us next time.